Tech Fan Podcast number 374. I am Tim Robertson with the returning David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. How was your cruise? Good one? Uh, it was good for most of it. I had a bit of yep. stress at the end. I had to come back a little bit early. Um, but apart from that, it was good, yeah. It was, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, when we got... Three days before we got on board the ship, they sent us an email saying because of the weather, there was a big storm in the Atlantic, they were going to change the itinerary. Uh, so we weren't able to go to Boston in New York like we were planning, which was kind of a bummer. Um, and then when we got on the ship, we're doing the... Every time you, you board a cruise ship, it, before you leave port now, they they do a mustard drill to wait, so you know where to go for the lifeboats. Right. Uh, and we were stood out on the deck doing that, and then the captain came on the... Uh, the uh, public address and said oh yeah here's an update for you we're changing the itinerary again because of the weather we think we've got a narrow um option to get to the u.s more quickly but it means going south via the canary islands so basically we left port we did four or five days at sea straight away and then we stopped at one island which had nothing on it and then we did another six days at sea before we got to uh, the kind of the Caribbean, the Florida coast. So um, it was a whole lot of not very much to do. You know, That's they, they do their best in the ship. They do their best in the ship and everything, but it, it really was um, it was kind of dull. So and that kind of sucks because I, you know it's a cruise ship, so you're really dependent on the weather. But I wouldn't yeah. think. I mean, that was kind of post hurricane season, so. Well, apparently what it was was a, a hurricane-like storm out in the mid-Atlantic, which we were just... To, there were ships that left the day before that managed to get in front of it and round it, um, but effectively we would have had to go right through it, and mm. they said it just would have been uh, really, really unpleasant for everybody. Had, yeah, I had could imagine. That. So um, this is the option they chose instead. But, um, yeah, I a lot of us were kind of ticked off that they having changed it once that was one thing at least you know what you're going into and apparently about a thousand people took a refund and didn't didn't go the ship was uh, emptier than normal but the second time you had no chance to to kind of say well i don't want to do that because uh yeah you're there you know, yeah you, you're already on the ship the ship is kind of ready to go um and you know we we had to travel anyway because i was taking my mother back to the state so we just kind of had to put up with it but uh yeah, there were some people who were who were pretty uh, pretty miffed. So I thought this would be a good episode. We got a little bit of feedback. We're going to get to that here in a little bit too. But I thought this would be a good episode to kind of talk about, um, you know, gifts and stuff like that because this is the holiday buying season. Um, yep. This is kind of where look. We just had Black Friday, which is to me the epitome of uh, the worst of. Com- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Consumerism. Consumerism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not as bad, I don't think, as it used to be. And I think some of that, <clears throat> excuse me, is so many more people are buying stuff online. Um, yeah. And it does seem kind of like Cyber Monday's a dead thing almost. It, it, it's online had their, you know, the Cyber Monday, the Monday right after Black Friday. That's when you go online and get all the deals. That, that, that kind of seems like a, a thing of the past. It's Everyone's just Black Friday now. Well, you and I have complained uh, over the last few years how silly Black Friday has become. But sure. th- one thing I, d- I noticed this year, particularly being 
here back in the UK, we only we only adopted Black Friday about three four years ago. Yeah. Um, before that, it wasn't a concept we had, and it still, in some respects, doesn't make any sense to us because we don't we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. So we don't have the we don't have the holiday that Black right. Friday is is meant to be associated with because you know in the, in the states you guys you have you have the Thursday of Thanksgiving off and the, the the point about Black Friday is most many people not the people who work in the stores obviously but many people have the day off on Friday or take the day off and therefore it was a shopping day. Um, yes, yeah, so it's supposedly the start of the holiday buying season. Exactly. Yeah. So we don't have that here. Um, but the, what I've noticed this year is because it because of online, it has now spread out. It starts the beginning of this week. Um, so it starts. I mean, here in the UK, it starts on Monday. Basically, it starts it, when it, Amazon, it did no, too. About Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it starts on and Monday be, here too. And I think because that spreads it out over the week and then into the following weekend, this weekend, and then a little bit onto Monday. In, in some respects, I think that's taken a lot of the heat out of it because you don't have that kind of, oh, you've got to hit the sales, you've got to hit the stores on the actual day. The, there are bargains available all over the week, and I, and I think it just kind of takes the tempo out of it a little bit. I mean, I mean I've not seen this year um, the usual scenes you get where people are posting about, you know... <laughs> People getting um, trampled in Walmart and stuff like that. Well, I, 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 I saw one video. It's the only one that I saw. Uh, and it was on Facebook, and it was recorded um, Black Friday. It was at Walmart, and it was the usual gang of desperate-looking people that, you know, you just tell by looking at them, they don't have money. Yeah. But yet they're all fighting over this crate full of 55-inch TVs. And the funny thing is they're really crappy TVs. It's a really crappy yeah. brand. Um, and, and they're just, it was disgusting. I mean, they're yeah. yanking it. They're pushing people out of their way. I think half those TVs probably have a cracked screen now. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not like a Furby or something like that, some small you just grab. Um, it, it was, but nobody was hurt. You know what I mean? Whereas in the past, people have died on Black Friday, getting trampled. Yeah. and That's a tradition that I'm happy to see die as quickly as possible. Yeah. And I did see some lines at a few Best Buys online. But for the most part, I don't think there was a whole lot of that going on. Uh, my favorite, though, <laughs> yeah. my absolute favorite, um, I belong to this retro uh, Facebook group. Talk about... Right. You know, retro gear, video games. Some some people talk about retro toys. I'm not really into that. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> it was uh, Black Friday. And I worked, of course, so I didn't see this until later that night. But I get online and I see in this retro group, it's the highest liked one. And the guy says, finally, I'm number one in line on Black Friday. And it shows a selfie of this guy at a closed Toys R Us. <laughs> because, you know, the signs are all still up and all that. And he's sitting in a lawn chair and he's the first one in line. <laughs> I like funny. that. I like um, that a lot. The one I, yeah, the one I saw is kind of the UK equivalent of Best Buy is a company called Curry's PC World. Um, you remember, you'll probably remember actually as an aside that the the former head of Curry's was the guy that Tim Cook hired to run Apple Retail before Angela Arons. Yep. He lasted about 10 months, yeah. Um, so uh, this is the equivalent. It's, it's it's not quite as good as Best Buy, to be honest. And best you can, you know, you can argue 
pros and cons about whether Best Buy itself is a good place, but it's certainly, uh, cur- yeah, Courage PC World is, is really not, you know, but they, they very heavily advertise and they are kind of the go-to elect- electronics retailer for um, for that, for kitchen appliances and stuff like that. Uh, and I saw one on Reddit and they, they said, uh, you know, uh, huge, huge British Black Friday deals at Curry's PC World. You know, check out the mayhem. And you see them open the front doors. You know, you see the manager go in and put the, put the door. And there's just one guy with a backpack and he just kind of ambles in and stuff. Looking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny, so, talking but... about, you know, Toys R Us closing, Sears, um, is going through bankruptcy, and I don't think they're going to survive. I think they're going to be gone here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Sears is one of those companies that they were the Amazon before Amazon. I think I mentioned that before. Yeah. You know, the Sears catalog was the Amazon shopping of its day. And the mall here in town where I live, is it's a big mall. And when it opened in the very early 80s, I was there a week in the week that it opened. Um, it was quite a different mall at the time. And at the at that point in in the early eighties and throughout the eighties and part of the nineties, malls were huge. I mean that was that's yeah. where you went to go shopping. So our mall was dominated by uh three main stores. Those are the three that didn't really change. We had Hudson's, which became Macy's, it was the same company. Yeah. Um so they changed their name but they were still there. JC Penny, which is they closed that store because it's J.C. Penny and nobody cares. And now Sears, and we found out that they're closing our Sears. So our mall has three huge spaces in it now that's going to be completely empty. And right. a good quarter or a half of the smaller spaces inside the mall are also empty. And I think, look, there's still there's malls that are still very popular. I was one in one in Detroit. Uh, that was crazy. I mean, it was a very high-end mall. They had this giant marble the size of a Volkswagen spinning in water. I mean, it was it was awesome. Um, yeah. I've been to some in Chicago, indoor and outdoor malls that are still extremely popular. But I think for the smaller cities that have a big mall, I think it's dead. I think malls are a thing of the past that I don't think they're coming back. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think this uh, in, here in Britain, everyone gets very focused on the high the high street, yeah. which is you know the centre of the centre of the towns, which traditionally is where the shopping was, and those have been under pressure for twenty five thirty years sure. because you know the big out of town, uh, you know what you guys would call a strip mall. They we call them retail parks here, um, uh, with with you know big stores in yeah, with the big and, boxes and. Yeah, exactly. Those, those have been, uh, and on most of our uh, supermarkets now are, are kind of that American-style big place. Yeah. It's also doesn't tend to be in the middle of a town centre. So they've all been under pressure for a while, but the big stores, stores that are left there are now starting to struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, all the big department stores in the high street are starting to struggle, and it, it's a similar sort of thing. And we also have some malls here that are, um, you know, there's a lot of small, again, same sort of thing, a lot of smaller malls in smaller towns. That were uh, were opened in the eighties and the nineties. Um, that you know we we they're not really malls like like you would call an American mall. They're kind of like shopping centres. They're often open air, but they're 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 really struggling as well because they just can't get. You've got to have foot traffic. You've got to have people coming through uh, to maintain the retail sales to cover the rents and the rates of of running a store there. And if you don't have that, then 
they close very quickly. It was a few different places that I've been reading about the demise of the American Mall. And most of them are kind of nostalgic. And, you know, they mention stuff like Amazon, but it wasn't Amazon that killed the malls. It was the big box retailers who are going into a shopping park, as you guys would call it. Um, That's what killed it. I mean, when the mall here in town opened up, that was the center of commerce. And then a Target opened across the street and a Kohl's down the road and a Walmart and a Meyer, which is a shop, a grocery store type of chain, but huge. Um, yeah. None of them went into the mall and they started pulling the foot traffic from the mall. And then all of a sudden the mall's in trouble and everybody's, Oh, this is such a shame. We should try to save our mall. And you start asking people, well, when's the last time you went into the mall? Oh God, I haven't been there in forever. Yeah. Well, then why are you trying to save it? Is it some sense of nostalgia that it was so much better at the mall? And now it was in the eighties. There was no big box retailers and it was a place to hang out for high schoolers. You know, we'd go out to the mall and do a little bit of shopping, go to the food court, hang out in the food court, um, you know, get a dairy queen shake or something or orange Julius, go into the arcade, play some video games. You know, it was a place to hang out. Well, teenagers don't do it that way anymore. Yeah. At least not in the smaller places, maybe in the big malls, they still do that are doing well. If, if your if your mall has an Apple store, it's fine. Yeah. That's, that's the rule of thumb. Yeah. I, 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 um, the day I flew back from, from the ship, um, I had about three hours in the morning before I had to go into the airport for my plane. Um, and there was a big, there's the Florida Mall in Orlando is the biggest, one of the, one of the bigger malls in Florida, um, is, is actually right next to the airport location. So I, I went in there for a couple of hours to get some to eat and, uh, pick up a couple of bits and pieces for the kids and what have you. Um, and that was, so this is a, this is a Saturday morning, so it was pretty busy. Um, and that was obviously thriving, but you know, it's a huge, for a start, it's a huge location, so it can probably survive, you know, Losses a footfall a little bit more because you're still going to it's going to be offset by people coming for particular things. Um, well, that's but, the thing right there. Yeah, think about when you were in that mall, how many people you saw with multiple bags from shopping. I bet you didn't see very many. Nope. So people no, are going to those malls, but they're true. not buying stuff. Yeah. Yeah, or if they are buying, as you say, they're going for a particular reason to buy something. Right, they went out to get uh, the and, new and, iPhone. And, and I, I think, yeah, I think a lot of the time people go to those sort of places now because they just need to get something they they either can't or don't want to buy online. So clothing, obviously, shoes, um, clothes. Yeah, yep. a lot of people want to browse. You want to you want to uh, look. You want to try before you before you get on, and and then. Places like the Apple stores, the electronics stores, you want to interact with people. You, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're not sure what you want, you want to interact with staff to try and uh, decide what to buy. And, of course, the other thing for the Apple store that brings people in is the fact that people are getting service. Mm-hmm. So they go to the Genius Bars and what have you. And so that's bringing people in as well. And I'm amazed when I go into the Apple store how often people come with family members. And the family members just go and kind of hang out and they might do a bit of shopping or something while... One, while one person is waiting in the genius bar to be seen. Exactly. You know? Yep. I've seen that a lot too. So all this brings us back to it's the holiday shopping season. There should be a jingle for that. <laughs> it 
It's a holiday shopping season. And I started thinking about this uh, yesterday while I was taking a shower that you and I should talk about this. Not that I usually think about you when I'm naked in the shower, but, oh, you know. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel enriched by that knowledge. But I started thinking, well, what's the, you know, we, we do a show about tech. What's the big tech thing that people are buying this holiday season? So I really couldn't pinpoint anything. So I actually pulled up Best Buy because I think they're kind of a good barometer on what's hot right now in the tech world and what people are looking at buying. And so I pulled up top top, top tech gifts on Amazon or on uh, Best Buy, and I'm sure it'd be very similar for Amazon. Although Amazon's a little bit more selective, they haven't fully embraced the Apple stuff. Although that's yeah. changing now. Um, so just going to this website, um, they have the iPhone Max, uh, and I know someone that just got one of those, by the way, very happy with it. Yeah. Uh, the 11-inch iPad Pro, a MacBook Air, an Apple Watch, Apple AirPods. Those are the top five, and they're so, all yeah, Apple apart, products. Yeah, and apart from the apart from the AirPods, um, those are the kind of the probably the hottest of the hot in Apple's recent releases in terms yep. of. And they're also very expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's like, geez, that's some money right there. And then the yeah. next one is the Nintendo Switch. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, the Nintendo Switch has been out for three, four years now. Is that really still that hot of an item? I think it, it goes a lot to say to what Nintendo's created. And I've heard rumors that there's going to be uh, an updated, upgraded Nintendo Switch with possibly a bigger screen coming next year. Yeah, this is the this is the way the video game console makers work now is that they stretch out the lifetime by incrementally upgrading. And they use and Nintendo, to be fair, has always done this. They've always, you know, how many how many versions of the original Game Boy were there um, that were all kind of backwardly compatible? They've always updated their consoles midlife, particularly the handheld ones. But yep. um, now all of them do. You know, we have the PlayStation Four. What was it? PlayStation Four Plus and. Xbox One X and all these, and these are kind of like um, midlife upgrades to the original. Yeah, the I've got to, you got to be happy if you're a developer because you still have to pretty much develop for the base unit, don't you? Yeah, I, I guess. Well, yeah, I, well, I, I guess the way you work it is you actually develop for the top end unit and then you cut assets and stuff down so it works on the right. On the yeah, lower you kind of have to. Next one yeah. on the list is the Amazon Echo Show. Now, this is, of course, that um, it's an Amazon Echo, but it's got a video screen, and it basically, think about it more like a Skype thing. Um, A lot of people are avoiding that like the plague because they don't trust Amazon in privacy. And I don't know if I want an Amazon thing sitting there that someone could, I I don't know. I have one looking at me right now. I'm in the bedroom, so I have the... um the smaller one, the little round one with the screen on it, right? That has the camera and the video calling and all that. Not, not that we use any of those because we've only got the one thing. Right. We, the only thing what I use the screen for here is the fact that it shows the time and the weather and stuff like that in the bedroom. Um, I uh, yeah, this the Echo shows a, a strange product. What's really kind of weird for this is that Best Buy competing with Amazon them, themselves because Amazon always discount all their devices for Black Friday. Yeah. Um, anyway, and that, that's on sale here too. So the next thing is a thirteen hundred dollar drone. Mm. I, you know what? This is the the this this is the DJI Mavic Two. Yeah. This is this is the hot drone. 
It is. But he wants this one because it's like a flying robot. Yeah. I don't know, though. I think drones... You've got a drone. How often do you play with your drone? Uh, two, three times a year, maybe. Exactly. Um, You're going to spend yeah, $1,300 I, I, for a couple of times a year? Well, I, th- I think... Oh, well, at first, mine wasn't that expensive. I wouldn't have bought the Mavic 2 because the, the thing about the Mavic 2 is that um, if you are into drone filming, this is the one to get. It's, it's pretty much uh, the most affordable, high-quality camera drone you can buy. I see the same um, things every time, though. I, it's someone. It's the top of a neighborhood's houses, yeah. or it's following a car down the road. That's the, pretty the much pro- it. Yeah. The problem with it, with the problem with drone filming is that um, to really make best use of a, of a drone, you need to be filming as part of something else. Yeah, exactly. Just filming with a drone, um, unless you're particularly creative, they're. Uh, or you have access to lots of stunning scenery. They're kind of boring, and the videos all look the same. I, I follow a, a, a DJI subreddit where people post videos, and you know they are all the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. So, so that's a problem. But I think I think the reason it's on this list is that Best Buy see it as a real aspirational purchase, and at, at twelve hundred dollars, um, and they do slightly cheaper versions of this without the remotes and things like that. And then the the ones I have are, are probably half this price or less. the The reason it's on there is that if you are if you are independently wealthy and you want to get into drones and you start reading up on you know what drone should I buy, many people just in the same way with with the Max, many people will say, well, you could get a cheaper one, but if you can afford it, this is the one to get because it does it all. Yeah, um, and it's not you know the four five thousand dollars of the ones that the TV networks use, and and of course you know Best Buy is is like it like everybody's trying to push people up to the more expensive products on lists like this. So I suspect that's why it's there. The only thing I really like about drones that gets my attention, um, I've marked a couple of YouTube channels, or G- I I should say YouTube videos of drone footage, and I like them at night to be honest of cities like New York or Los yeah. Angeles where they're way the hell up in the air. And they're, yeah. you know, because they're so far up, even though this thing is moving right along pretty quickly, it doesn't feel like it at all. Mm. It feels more like a slow scan and pan in 4K on some of them. And yeah. it's just gorgeous footage. And some of these people have done this in a lot of major cities and they've kind of put these together. So they've got an hour and a half video that if you hit yeah. on loop, it makes and go full screen. It's a gorgeous screensaver. But it's kind of like the pro- that thing with the, the new pro- Apple yeah. TV. Here's the, here's the other problem with drones, though, which is that to do that, what you've just said is actually not legal because you're not meant to fly them above 400 feet. Yeah. Because above that, then you run the risk of being hit by an aircraft, and yeah. uh, that's going to ruin everybody's day. And yep. uh, no a lot. Of, I think the problem is a lot of people think, "Oh, the drones are small, and an aircraft is so big, and so it'll just bounce off. It'll be fine." It's like, it's like no, it won't. You are when you're flying an aircraft, you don't want to hit anything. No. Um, and um, even if it doesn't end up in an engine, um, you don't want to hit anything on the fuse, fuselage because they're not aeroplanes. Really, aren't that physically strong? That's the problem. Right. Um, and and so. I mean, for me, the best way to use a drone is when you're on vacation. Because, sure. you know, you're in, normally in somewhere that looks pretty nice. You've got an opportunity to take videos of your family, and it's a different way of shooting videos of you and the kids. Um, but then the flip side of that is a lot of people don't like drones. They don't like them flying around. No, they they're feel, annoying. 
Yeah, they're annoying, uh, and they also feel they might be invading their privacy. For instance, on a beach, kind of dodgy to fly in a drone around. Yeah. Um, so, putting all of that together, a drone is one of those things that it's, you know, it, it's great to have one, but um, particularly if you're interested in complying with legislation and pe- and considering other people's feelings, they're kind of a limited thing to play with. Yeah. Next thing is a Toshiba 50-inch TV for 329 This is what I was talking about. Now, this wasn't the one people were fighting over at Walmart. Toshiba's actually pretty good. But this one has a Fire TV edition, um, which is just a Fire TV stick built into it, which is fine. Yeah. Um, that's not a bad price, but, I mean, this thing's only $400. Bucks. It's a, I'm sorry, an LED 400 buck TV probably isn't the greatest picture. But even the ones that aren't a great picture are still so much better than what we just had 10 years ago. Oh, and, this, is, this is the thing. But who doesn't have a TV already? A big TV. I know. Well, yeah. I, I mean, certainly a few years ago, they were really as, big Big TVs were really aspirational. And so to get one at, a, at what seemed to be a big discount was something that I could understand what where people were coming from. But nowadays, they're so commoditized. Yeah. And it's like you say... Even even the the bad ones are still are still pretty good compared to what we were watching five years ago. Yeah, but um, but they're not meant to last either. These things uh, yeah, are exactly, disposable. Yeah, they're disposable, and so I I don't get the whole kind of fighting over one. I don't either. Uh, I really don't because you know if you need new TV, you can go out and uh, you know buy. You could spend less. You could probably spend half of this and get something that was perfectly watchable. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, this is on sale. It's, it's on sale by seventy dollars, which is not really much. Not of that sale, big of a deal. The next thing is an iRobot Roomba. It's a app controlled self charging robot vacuum. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. For nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, again, these are one of these things that are very good if they work for you. Um, but uh, you'd have to be. Pretty you know, doing pretty lazy and pretty flush to to want one of these, and and app controlled, it, it doesn't mean anything. No. The whole point about Roombridge, you put it in the room, you turn it on, you leave it, leave it to go. I don't, I don't see the value of having an app controlled one. It's no, like, not at all. No. Yeah. Um. Next thing is a uh, an Arlo Pro two four camera indoor outdoor wireless 1080p security camera system now that's kind of cool it's 579 bucks that's you know i've had security systems in the past i've got one but i mean with cameras and they've always been a pain in the ass to set up just yep. they're just a pain in the ass uh to retrieve footage to to configure them all to work correctly it's just it's a nightmare uh i don't know anything about this arlo pro at all but just looking at it, I get the sense that it's probably cloud-based, or at the very least, you can access it from the cloud. Um, it's an all-in-one box, and it looks like your cameras, you just plug them into a power source, mount them somewhere, and call it a day. Not, not even a power source. I mean, this is to me, this is a real development in these. I keep looking at these because I, I do want to do this for home. So each of the cameras has a rechargeable battery. And they are designed so that when you need to recharge them, you can take them down off where, you know, if you've got them outside your house, you take it down and you charge it up and then you put it back and the battery lasts for a few months. Wow. Which is, which is you know, because obviously that's always been the downside of a wireless system is that it doesn't matter if it's sending the video signal wirelessly. It's the fix killing your battery. Power. Well, it's, it still needs power. So most, it, the older systems, you still have to get power to the camera, which meant wiring. 
Um, so this is completely wire-free, but you are right. It does reply, re- rely on cloud storage. And, and the problem with these systems is that nowadays, the cloud storage, you've got to pay a subscription for. So it's not just the upfront price. You've got to factor in the subscriptions too. Uh, and that's where they get you, you know. <laughs> yep. Uh, I've and, got a couple and, wireless yeah, that, cameras here that yeah. um, you got to go to a website to see it. And they all work okay. Uh, and there's no subscription service, but it's not great video. The cameras are kind of clunky, to be honest. I've got two of them. I don't have either one of them plugged in right now. the The issue with the issue with cameras is that I I, I do I do kind of wonder how uh, how great an economy they really are in terms of protecting you. They're not because cer- certainly in the in the in the UK now. Um, anybody who's up to something, who's, who's going out to be up to something, there was somebody on on the Facebook group for our estate last night saying that there was a guy going around check uh, trying door handles and this sort of thing. And Leanne said to me, she said, "Oh, I, I wish we had the camera." I said, well, "Well, the problem is, you know, if the guy's going tooled up to steal things from cars, you're not going to get any anything on video that's going to be useful to the police." No, he's going to have a hoodie on or a mask. Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, so th- I, I think th- the only thing they're really good for is watching your front door if, if you know UPS is abusing your parcels or stealing your parcels or somebody is stealing your parcels but um, apart from that you know yeah. I don't I don't think they're much of a deterrent nowadays and yeah it kind of puts you off Google, Google Home Hub with Google Assistant is the next one up um, that actually is more interesting to me than the Amazon product number one uh, Owen Rubin on the MyMac uh, staff list yeah. had a really good art, or well, a reply to uh, a thread that was going on that he has all these different smart speakers and all this, and he says Google is the best when it comes to answering questions. Apple is the worst. Siri's worthless, uh, yeah. but and and Amazon says I don't know a lot, but Google yeah. actually gives you really good answers, and I found that very interesting. So for this ninety nine bucks. Um, you know, that's, that's that looks pretty off. good. Yeah. 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 that That's something that's a little bit intriguing to me. I still don't like the concept of something waiting for me to talk and start listening. Um, but, yeah, what am I hiding? My heroin business? Come on. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I, my life is pretty much an open book anyway, so it's not that big a deal. Uh, uh, this is how they get you. Samsung, they get you. Samsung Galaxy Note 9. I put this in the same category as the iPhones. It's just this year's version of the new phone. If you need a new phone, then you got a couple new choices to look at, just like last year and the year before and the year before and next yep. year and the year after that. Uh, if you don't need a new phone right now, you don't care. Yep. You really don't. You don't care. I And I, I can't be more happy with my iPhone uh, 8 Plus. I mean, it's it's fantastic. You know, I look at the new phones that just came out this year, and I don't care. They don't do anything for me that I can't do right now. I think this is a problem that all of these phone manufacturers face now, which is the uh, the developments in the software is not keeping up the hardware. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when yeah. we talked about the iPad Pro, um, which is another product that I've, I've looked at now, and I really like the look of it. I think the design is amazing. But realistically, it can't do anything my 10.5-inch my iPad Pro Exactly. Can do. So as soon as I let my head rule my heart, I think I don't need to drop money on this. Um, and uh, the phones are the same thing. Is that I know a lot of people are, are on 
kind of one of these uh, these deals now, the, like the one that Apple does, where every every year or two years you're you're kind of paying the phone off, but every year you can go in and change it for the latest model. Yeah, which is is nice, but um, yeah, it's it's probably not going to change your life. The real big the, the time you get real pleasure out of changing a phone is when you've got one that's two, three years old, and then you switch to the latest. That's model. what I did this time, yeah. and and of course I you know with my iPhone. Eight plus. I just paid cash for it. I didn't even, yeah. You know, I just bought it. I didn't put it on another plan. By the way, I think one of my phones just dropped off on AT and T on the payment plan thing because I noticed my payments went down by about thirty bucks on the last bill. And I went, ooh, wonder which oh. phone is paid for now because <laughs> that's about the only thing that changed. So we're gonna wrap that part up here. I think that's enough gift ideas. Um, other than maybe the Dyson supersonic hair dryer for. Four hundred dollars. Well, you know what? If you love your hair, hmm. it's not 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 something that I need to worry about. But um, that you know, I, I, I their products are cool looking. They are. They're way overpriced for what they are. But yeah. Dyson himself. Every time I see an interview or him on video, the guy creeps me out. I don't know what it is about. I know him. what you mean. I, he he does have a, and I don't know whether it's like a media trained persona he uses, and he's not like that in real life. But yeah, he, he he's trying to pull, you know, the Johnny Ive thing where he's talking in abstract terms about about the design of his products and everything like that. But yeah, he yeah, does he's come creepy. across like like yeah, he comes across like um, he's some sort of evil genius, and any minute he's going to unleash the missiles. Exactly, you know? <laughs> that's exactly right. I'll put a link in the show notes at both mymac.com and techfanpodcast.com for these uh, top gifts at bestbuy.com. This isn't our uh, promoting Best Buy. I, no. I, th- I think they're, ugh, they don't do anything for me, but um, hey, we used them for this. Yeah, I, um, I did buy a couple of things on Black Friday from Amazon, um, and uh, I'm just starting to use them. I think they're going to be interesting to talk about, but I want to get a bit more chance to use them before I talk about them on the show. Awesome. Yeah, I've yeah. been buying a couple things on Amazon, but not really. Well, oh, actually, there's one. You know, uh, Julie and the kids always have a hard time buying me something. Yeah. They're like, well, put something on your list. and um, Yeah, the problem is we have a lot of stuff. We yeah. tend to buy the stuff we want. Yeah. Uh, and then the other things we want tend to be hella expensive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I actually bought my own gift. It's going to arrive tomorrow. I'll just give it to Julie and have her wrap it up. The kids, you know, they know about Santa now, so it's not that big of a deal. So I'm what, sending what you, you. What do you mean? Well, I can't say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just sent you a link. Yeah. That's. They had it on sale. If this thing's oh, regular right. $80. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I was really thinking about it at eighty bucks, and I was like, eh, "I don't know." Then they dropped the price down to fifty nine ninety nine, and I popped on it. Yep. You want to tell them what it is? It is the C sixty four Mini. Uh, it's just the so cool looking. Best selling home computer reborn. Yeah, it's got built in games. Um, you can actually hack it and do a lot more stuff with it. Yeah, so this is, like, this is like the Nintendo, uh, the NES Classic. And the yeah, Super exactly. Nintendo Classic. And, it's and the same I, thing. I, I know it's not great. I already know that. Yeah. And the games are kind of crappy. And, of course, there's 64 games on it because it's the C64. Um, I don't know. It just It's so damn cute looking, David. I, could, I can't yeah. resist. Every time I see a picture of it, I go, I know the keyboard doesn't work. It's just a faux keyboard. 
Yeah. Um, I don't care. I just want this thing. The joystick is so 70s retro look. The yeah. early 80s. I'm just like, oh, I just want that in my hand. I just want that thing. And for 60 bucks, I get it. I'm I'm a difficult person to buy for. I am. Because when I want something, I just freaking buy it. Um, but this, I, I really do want this thing. So cool. Yeah, a month no, from I, now, I, I'll have it finally. I shall be exactly exactly a month from now. We're yeah. recording on the twenty fifth, so I've got I've got a month to uh, get my hands on this. Can't wait to plug it in and play it for about a half hour. Get bored with the games, and it'll sit on my shelf like a. Uh, it has Impossible Mission on it. I played the hell of that back in the day. I, you, you know what I was mission? doing? I do. Yeah. You know what I did the oh a week ago? I haven't been playing video games at all lately. I mean, at all. But I don't know, about a week ago, I really started getting that itch. I wanted to play something. And I've got the new Spider-Man game. And PS4, just, I was going to yeah, ask you about yeah. that. Yeah, how you, Fantastic how you game. I just, I just didn't feel like playing it. I even got Red Dead Redemption 2, which I know people are saying is game of the year. Um I will get back to it eventually. I'm just like, nah, I don't feel like playing it. It feels yeah. more time-consuming. So I subscribe to the um, uh, PlayStation Now, mm-hmm. which gives you access to hundreds of games you could download, including some brand new ones, some PS3 stuff, some PS2 stuff. Yeah. Um, I was on there a week ago, and I downloaded uh, Atari... Classics. It's Atari Twenty Six Hundred and arcade games. One volume one and two, and they're pretty bad to be honest. There, there's only a few of the games that are really worth playing. And I ended up, believe it or not, going through the Atari Twenty Six Hundred stuff, and I saw bowling, and I thought, oh, that's bad. So I fired it up, and I ended up playing bowling on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred via my PS Four for like <laughs> a half hour, just bowling. This really bad version of bowling, but I had a ball doing it. I, it was fun. I didn't care. I was like, "No, oh, this is this is fun." That is crazy. Um, but lately, though, the last couple of days, I get home from work and um, play for about a half hour. I've been playing Just Cause Three, which is an older game, open world. It's just mayhem. You blow stuff up, and you know. But I've been having fun with that. So yeah. I'm playing the older games, even though I have the. The two hottest games on the PS4 right now, bar none, and I haven't even barely touched them. It's interesting that that because you're right about the time effort involved in those sorts of games in particular. Yeah, you know, you you you, need, you do need to commit some time to them, not really pick up and play. Right. Um, and um, and I find with certainly with the GTA style games that you can you can try and pick them up and go, well, I'm just going to do this one mission, and then when I've done that, turn it off. And the problem then is that because of the way those go- those games are structured, you can often struggle to achieve that goal. And, well, then, you think, and then you're kind of self-pressuring yourself, saying, oh, I only want to play quickly, and now I can't do it. And- right. Well, it, there's that, and it's, for me anyways, I'll, I'll pick up a game like Spider-Man, and I'm spending the first 10 minutes relearning what the controls do. Yeah. Because there's so many freaking controls and so many button combinations you got to push to do certain moves. And I'm like, can I just have a button that I just push and it attacks the guy? You know? And the, everyone is just like, oh, my God, the web slinging in the new Spider-Man game is so realistic. And, yeah, it is realistic. That's the problem. I'm swinging way the hell over there when I wanted to go over here. Yeah. I'm like, can I get over there, please? 
Ugh, it just gets annoying. And I've been playing that um, um, Just Cause 3 simply because I've got about 40, 50 hours into the game over the last year. And I think it was a free game to download at the time. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I just pick it up. And with Just Cause, there's all these big giant islands and then there's part, certain parts in the island that you have to liberate basically by blowing up all the bad guys there they have little bases uh-huh. some of them are pretty big bases and you know i'll pick it up and i'll liberate one little area and then okay that's good enough for now and i jump all over the hell i, I don't stay in one island I'm, I'm gonna go to this island way up there it's gonna take me five minutes to get to so i'll hijack a helicopter fly over there jump out attack this little base, liberate it, and that's good enough for tonight. And that's fun. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I don't have to think a whole lot on the controls. So, anyways, I don't know what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, my, my yeah. Christmas present. That's it. Yeah. We do want to thank our sponsor. It is, of course, OWCMaxSales.com. Um, they have a Black Friday special, but that ends today. So there's no real sense in talking about it, I guess. Unless someone listens uh, to this show today, they're going to miss out on it. Well, yeah, but the the thing about Black Friday again is that you know once the Black Friday sales finish, then they start ramping up for the uh, end of year sales and the that's Christmas true. sales. So you'll still be able to get bargains. Let's face it, stuff on there is cheap anyway. Oh, that's not the point. I mean, I don't want to specifically talk about the Black Friday sale because yeah, it's going to end. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm still convinced that if you're looking at a Mac and and you're not doing video editing and all that. Quite honestly, the best choices right now, in my opinion, is either the new brand new Mac Mini. I think you're getting a real bargain on that machine. Yeah. Um, for what you get and for what it can do, it, I guarantee it's going to blow out most of the people's Macs they currently have. Yeah. But a refurbished Mac is, quite honestly, I think that's the way to go. You're going to save money. Uh, it's going to be in a warranty when you get it from OWC, and the price is going to be just way down there. Now, they run out of stock. These are refurbished units. Like, right now, they have no MacBooks. None. Yeah. Um, but if let's say, you you know, you just want a, a, a new MacBook Air. They got them starting at 429 That's That's pretty good. So I'm going to put a link yeah. into the new and refurbished certified used Macs, iPad, and more at OWC. And, of course... MacSales.com is our longtime sponsor, and we do appreciate them. David, we got some feedback. Let's talk about this. Let's do it. So uh, you were talking last week about um, – uh, by the way, it was a great show with Simon. Really enjoyed Thank it. Thank you. I, that um, was the yeah. first time I've ever talked to Simon. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. He's a really good guy. Um, it doesn't feel like a tech fan unless you get someone over from the great islands over there where you live. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of podcasts out there now where it's an American and a Brit doing it. Or an American and someone in Australia. Yes, I guess it's a good combination to have um you know, somebody from the colonies and then somebody from the master race. That's right. Well, let's not say master race, that's got some I know. And don't say homeland either, because even that's like yeah. Oh, eh. So um, we had a reply from at Sensei Dai, and uh, you, you I know who that, who that is. I forget who that actually. I know it's. I should know. I should know, but my brain is addled. Geekiest show ever. Yes, geekiest. Of course, the geekiest show ever. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, she does that show too. Yeah. yeah. 
anyway, she said, uh, I have the Kindle app on all my devices, and never, and, but never use them. I read on my Kindle Paperwhite. I use books on the iPad to read books I review for my Mac. This was like your re- response to your show last week where you were talking about... You, you reckon that, that unless you are a hardcore reader, you most people use their phones or their tablets to read the Kindle rather than using an Amazon device. I, I, I wasn't... Yeah, I must admit, I wasn't sure whether what you were saying was right there. I know that fits with your use, but I, I, I found myself wondering afterwards. Of course, we don't know because Amazon never releases sales figures. But I think a lot of people get the... Because they're so cheap now, I think a lot of people do buy the readers. I suspect they don't use them all the time. I think Alyssa's but, right here. Um, yeah. I, I, and I think you're right. I think a lot of people, if you're a hard, hard, hardcore reader, you're probably on a Kindle White or just a regular Kindle. Um, I see those often when I'm at work and I see people in the lounge waiting for the cars to get done to being worked on, oil changes yeah. and stuff like that. I see way more people on their phones. Um, and when they're on their phones, I'm seeing them... I actually see a lot, quite a few people playing video games. Usually it's, it's really, it's, you know, the, the gem type of match three type stuff or it's card games. Um, and you see a couple hardcore gamers occasionally and they always kind of stick out like a sore thumb because they've, they're playing some kind of big massive thing. And you're like, really? Doesn't seem like a place that you can really lose yourself into playing a game like that. But if they're reading, it's either on a Kindle or it's a, uh, an app on their phone. Yeah. But usually if they're on their phone, they're on Facebook. Yeah. You can spot so, Facebook from a yeah. mile away on someone's phone. I think also a lot of people buy Kindle and then only use it when they go away on vacation. Or it's the one they read when they're going to bed. They're laying yeah. in bed, they're reading a Kindle instead of their phone. Because I'd certainly, um, if you, uh, the reading experience is much better. Oh, on no the, question. On one of these devices. Yeah. You don't get the... Um, the harsh light from the screen that you get on an iPad, so it's better for reading at night. Um, you know, it, it's um, it's it's not as as glaring for somebody you might be in bed with. So if you're reading there, um, and the other advantage, and I notice this a lot on the cruise ship, there's a lot of older people, as you might imagine, on the cruise ship. Lots of people reading Kindles on there. They were using a dedicated device, and then they had the text size turned way up. Yeah, yeah, you can see so, four words at a time on the screen. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't quite that bad, but certainly much, much bigger, than, much so much so that walking past them, I could read what they were reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the new Kindles, and even the old Kindles, to be honest, but the new Kindles in particular are the closest you're going to get to reading print on pulp. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. And I, a part of me really wants the Kindle White, but I don't really need it. So yeah. I'm, you know, I just read it on my iPad. So. I want it, but I don't need it. And it's one of those things that I've resisted, even though it's a hundred bucks, you know, it's still, it's so, like, yeah. so what I did, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm certainly, I tend to use it when I go away. I don't tend to use it, carry it around with me on a day by day basis. Um, what I did is I bought a used, uh, voyage. Yeah. Um, this was before the paper white got as good as it is now. Um, but I bought that. I thought, well, I'm only going to use it occasionally. I might as well have the nice one, but I don't want to pay full price for it. Um, and it's such a, it's such a nice device. It really, it is. really is. And I think the new paper white now kind of mirrors what the voyage does. It is. Um, it, it's kind of killed the voyage. Anybody that was thinking well, about no, the voyage would be silly. Just get the new paper I, white. I, I don't think they even sell the voyage anymore. I think they, they focus on their, their very high end one, the Oasis. Yeah. Which is, I think uh, you're right. 
you know, which is, yeah. It's, which is also it's a, a nice device, but... A brilliant device, but, yeah, crazy money for me. Yeah. And and that's the thing. If you're going to spend that kind of money for a dedicated device, even a couple hundred bucks, you better use it all the damn time. Otherwise, just yeah. use what you got. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? Next one. Um, uh, where am I? Oh, yeah. Here we go. So Joe sent us an email with a couple links, which I I have to be honest, I really, really appreciate. He uh, first let us know. He said, Tim, I know you're in the car sales space, but wow, marketing on the podcast? Kidding. Uh, but that was some really weird wheel noise bearing noise on 372, which I didn't hear, but sorry about that. Happens sometimes. You weren't in the car with a bad wheel bearing, were you? No. <laughs> and yeah, if you couldn't tell, love the modem memory lane trip a few episodes back. He used to run a small BBS with a rack of Hayes modems. And he sent the link in, uh, which I really liked, um, introducing the complete high-speed solution from Haynes. And, oh, boy, this brings back some memories for me. They they really, I, I remember when Haynes, Haynes was such a huge company. Um, he had one that was an, an eight-pots line without paying for touch-tone service because we didn't dial out. Uh, eventually added a T1, and it was a small-time ISP before all the big players took over. And he's got a link, and this is in New Jersey. Uh, technical Support BBS Service, NetPath Corporation, is the home of the Caldwell Community's electronic bulletin board system. This free service can be accessed via computer and modem by dialing. I'm not going to give the number because it might be somebody's phone number now. And setting yeah. your communication software to eight data bits, one stop bit, no parity, or uh, eight and one. <laughs> I that's, still remember that's pretty that. Much, that's pretty much what everybody had, isn't it? That, that became the standard eight and yeah. one. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah. Um, we currently have eight high speed lines, a Haynes Century Rack 28 kilobits per second, available 24 hours a day. You can also use Telenet to access our BBS through your internet service provider. Um, and then it gives the path to it. That's funny. Uh, I, I love reading stuff like this. The Caldwell Public Library. Now, we had something like that here. It was called the Great Lakes Freenet. It was a first-class BBS. When I say first-class, uh, not, it's not the quality of the BBS. That was the name of the software. Um, and it was because of that BBS that I met my wife, so... Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at the terms and conditions. The po sorry, the policies and guide guidelines of NetPath. Uh, Chain letters are not all... allowed to be posted. Um it disc uh, account will be disconnected automatically with the twenty minutes of inactivity and they strictly prohibit um electronic or mechanical means to avoid an inactivity disconnect, such as pinging the mail server Software auto dialers, repetitive checks for email by auto login. <laughs> That's funny. It's 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 yeah, it, this. I mean, it just makes you realise. And and of course, you remember this. I remember doing all, all not not the inactivity uh, dodges, but I remember you know doing all this. This is how I first got into electronic comms. I had a two point four kilobit modem. Yeah. Um, and uh, I used to dial up uh, FiberNet bulletin boards uh, on the home phone. And, um, you know, yeah, and yeah, you, you, I mean, the thing is, no, 
nobody who was paying for the call would ever sit there for 20 minutes now doing anything because you were paying for the call. Exactly. But, you know, it, it was all about get on, do what you need, and then get off again. And every certainly every bit of software I had that used bullet supports kind of worked in that mode. It would, if the messaging stuff and the forum stuff, for instance, would download a pile of messages. You would read them offline. You would write your replies, and then you would connect and up, update those back again, and then connect, get, collect the next batch. And that's that's how you did email as well. Yep. Remember, remember how annoyed you used to get if you went to collect your email and somebody had sent you a really an big attachment. Picture? Oh, yeah, yeah, you'd be so. <laughs> You'd be so angry. Because like, that who the hell is sending a 500K photo in here? Yeah, exactly. Because that effectively bottlenecked your email until you got that photo. Well, see, I went to high-speed internet relatively very early. I got a high-speed modem internet in 1999. Yeah, um, I, a cable me, me modem. Too. Yeah. I, it, with, with us, it was DSL. Yeah. But, um, I same difference. The, it was yeah. about the same speed at the time. Yeah, it was about only about half a... Half a uh, I think it was 512 kilobits was what the first DSL services were. Um, but, yeah, it, it, but it was... And I got it around about the same time, and it was a transformation. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, all these limitations didn't apply anymore. You could stay connected all the time because it was always connected. Um, you know, and that's yeah, the the speed was light night and day compared to even the fastest dial-up you could get. It was uh, a different world. Yeah. And in some respects, I, I think people like us were kind of indoctrinated into the fact that you didn't have forever to be online. You were definitely set at a certain time, um, and and you respected other people's times. If you're going to post something online, it better be worthwhile. And chances are you weren't getting into petty arguments and, and taking pictures of food and crap like that because you didn't have time. You it, it was for most people it was still a hobby, but you just you didn't mess around. You just got on, got what you needed to do, and got off. Yeah, you know. So let me let me just talk talking about. It. Let me just recount the story from the ship. My mum and I were driven crazy by this. Sat next to us in in the restaurant was this group of ladies from Singapore. They're kind of like um, you know, kind of a, a, a ladies in the late fifties and upwards who were obviously all travelling together, and that they, they we started calling them the Singapore Mafia. <laughs> Because these these ladies, as I say, they're they're all in their fifties and sixties. They were addicted to their phones. Yeah. And, and whenever anything happened, immediately the phones came out, and all of them together, despite the fact they're all together, were all videoing the same thing on their phones. Yeah. They did it in such a way that they got in the way of everybody else. We were sat beside them in a show one night i think it was it was an ice show or something on the ship and they were sat in a line in front of us we didn't notice they were there when we sat down otherwise we'd just sat somewhere else sure enough as soon as the thing starts the phones come up and because it's a it's a raked theater all we can see of what's going on in front of us is, is by looking through their screens <laughs> and they just kept the things up for the whole performance see you're you're much nicer than me because i would have leaned forward and told him to shut it off or i'm right. taking it away from him you know we, we we did actually we uh a group a group of people including us started kind of making noises that they had to stop doing this yeah um and there was one there was one holdout yeah and she kept on it kept on creeping up 
You know, every time something else happened, the phone would start creeping up. She'd start low down, thinking that nobody would notice, and then right. it would get higher and higher. And then you'd be tapping her on the shoulder, uh, you know, to get her to put it down again. But it, it was just tapping on the just, shoulder doesn't work. You want to know what works? Put your hand be, right next to their ear and yeah. go, <laughs> and just keep snapping your fingers like that yeah. constantly. Constantly, because yeah. t- trust me, that's really annoying. That's that's yeah. more annoying than what they're doing, and they will stop. And they, if they don't, then you can punch them. Yeah, but it <laughs> it just does illustrate <laughs> the, the point is that is that you know back in the day we were much more conscious of of how our actions affected everyone else, yeah. particularly when it came to use of technology. And now we're being buzzed by the drones, and we're <laughs> well. I think even I think back cameras. then, at least at least for me, I thought the internet and all this communication between people from you know far far away um would bring us closer together i think i i was under the delusion that humankind when we had access to all the information out there any question could be answered immediately um and that we're going to find out that you know what regardless of our race our color our sexual orientation any of that stuff we're going to find out we have way more in common than we have differences. And it's going to bring us together. Well, like, that uh, was, I, th- well, has it? I don't know. Yeah, it has. It's brought us together. And now we know for definite that we really hate each other and shout at each other all the yeah, time. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> that is true, too. Um, birds of a feather flock together comes to mind. You know, yeah. people with certain viewpoints will look at news that support their viewpoint regardless of whether it's true or not um you know certain you know you'll whatever your religion is you'll find that online and that's what you'll follow you're not going to go out and look at what the buddhists think and um but i was doing that that's what i was doing i was exploring others and what other people thought and what things were like in other places because to me that's what i want to expand my knowledge i wanted to see well, what the hell are they using over there in the UK? What's what's yeah. Japan? What's the big thing coming out of Japan? You know, um, what's this religion that people keep talking about? I'm going to look it up. And, you know, I, I wanted to know more stuff, not just confirm what my current belief is. Maybe somebody else has a different belief. And, and I explored stuff like that. I don't think that happens that much with most people anymore, including no. probably the people that listen to this. Yeah. We want to fall into our own little, this is what I think, and I only want to have that, um, you know, promoted. I don't want to know anything else. Heaven forbid you get challenged on your belief system. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that part of the problem is that text is inherently a terrible way of arguing. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, and and I think that's that's part of the problem is that, is that trying to articulate and and argue um, a point with somebody via text, any sort of text medium is very, very difficult. Um, and I think it leads to more misunderstandings than coming together. I think there's no substitute when you've got a disagreement with somebody for getting around the table with them. Um, and unfortunately, that's the one thing that, that electronic communications is not very good at doing, because even if you do video calls, it's not the same. It isn't. Um, uh, and, and that's the weakness of social media is that, um, it allows people to get into these textual arguments where everyone is just trying to argue win. their own opinion. Yeah, they're every, trying yeah, to win. You know, it's, and, and uh, nobody seems to realize you'll never win those types of arguments. It just—it's not going to happen. 
No, and so, and really that shouldn't be the point. The point should not be to win. The point is should be that you should come to a point where each of you can agree to disagree and respect each other's views and yeah. perhaps get an insight into the reasons behind each other's views. But that's far too nuanced, certainly for social media where it's all about short interactions. So with that, um, you know, we're going to skip our Wikipedia. We've got one all ready to go, but we're an hour into the show already, so let's save it. Um, David, it was a really good, fun talk this week. I do appreciate it. Oh, I, I always appreciate um, the opportunity to do it. I did miss it while I was away, and I'm glad to be back. Well, uh, I do want to send one more thanks out to Simon for stepping in last week. Um, I wouldn't mind having him on the show with us sometime, David, to be honest. Yeah, that'd be good. You know, it's been a while since uh, we kind of expanded the roster here at Tech Fan at all and start having some regular contributors on a regular basis. Now, I know we've had Owen occasionally on. Uh, the biggest problem, obviously, is going to be timing. So if you want to start maybe becoming more of a regular uh, here on Tech Fan, if you're a listener and you're like, I wouldn't mind talking to those guys once every month or six weeks or you know, something like that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Reach out. Let us know. We'd love to get you on the show. We use Wire to talk, so you'll have to set up a Wire account. And we do ask you have the ability to record your end of the conversation. It makes things so much easier. Uh, and we record generally on a on the East Coast time, um, 10 or 11 o'clock on a Friday. We can occasionally push that to a Sunday. It doesn't always work out for david and i but this week it did obviously um but that's what we do we'd love to get some more fresh viewpoints on the show so this is uh uh you know if you want to do that let me know Alyssa, you'd be great on here we'd love to have you uh john nemo hey joe that sent in that stuff about the uh bbs love to have you on the show it's, it's just a lot of fun uh come in just talk about technology look at the past look at the future and probably more importantly look on what's going on right now that's that's our gig so uh david send me your uh copy of the show <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i'll see you next week buddy see you then